What's up, guys? For today's guest, we've got celebrity stylist, interior designer, and the guru of all things lifestyle, Colin Magaro. He's styled everyone from the likes of Bella and Gigi Hadid to Brett Young and Michael B. Jordan, just to name a few, as well as advising me for some events. He's been on multiple shows giving advice for fashion and design to gift ideas and has a great Instagram feed where he updates it with tips and pointers, so definitely check that out. So thanks for hopping on. I uh, just wanted to touch base with you and see what's been going on. I know we haven't caught up in a while. Everybody's been dealing with quarantine and being out of quarantine and in quarantine. So we have. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times for us, right? But I feel like it's such a good time to work on all these projects to sort of reevaluate, you know, maybe we're thinking about how we look personally or what's in our wardrobe or in my case, redoing the apartment because clearly that's what you do during quarantine is shop online and spend money. Yeah, you're constantly remodeling. You know, there's, I think it's, and I think you can understand because you're a creative. I think what happens in, and what I noticed during quarantine is sitting here in this space, I spent a lot more time in it than I normally would. And mm. so, Every piece of art, I suddenly started reevaluating, or the color of the walls, although now they're just white in this room, but, uh, you know, or the color of the drapes, or was I getting the right light because of, you know, the time of day or whatever it was. And so it's really set into my mind that I wanted to redesign and redo. But the truth is, like, I kind of always am really like that. I think I'm just finally admitting that I want to change things up every couple of months. Yeah, oh, well, that's the interior designer and you you just constantly want to keep creating a new interior. <laughs> Buy something new and spark. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you're doing your styling for, you know, celebrity stylists and, and fashion, you're constantly putting pieces together and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. So you're changing things and you're doing the same thing with your interior. A hundred percent. You know, it really is sort of what, what I think comes innately to you and, and when you enjoy that that space and you love working with those products or, or whatever you happen to be working with. I don't know, it makes it sort of fun and it gives you a an outlet and, and you know, fill some of your downtime should you mm. happen to have it. Right. Have you seen any new fashion trends lately? So, all right. If we're going to talk about fashion, we have to say, you know, have to start out by saying it kills me that I would normally be prepping right now. You know, next week would start New York Fashion Week and really start the fashion season. Uh, this is the first year that everything, well, pretty much everything is going virtual or, you know, they're doing 25% capacity, but only outdoors. Um, I know each state, of course, has their own rules here in the city. Uh, you know, our governor and mayor are, are being a little bit strict because we're such a, an international destination. Um, so for better or for worse, we have to deal with it. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But I think in terms of the trends, so we're now skipping two seasons a year and we're really only doing spring and fall. Whereas, as you know, you know, traditionally we would be spring, summer, fall, winter. Uh, and so now to see that we're sort of skipping right ahead, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and certainly I think as we've looked through the last year into going forward, we're so stuck in streetwear. And I say stuck maybe because I'm just not a big streetwear person. Uh, and I, I feel like the excitement and allure of getting dressed up has been lost. What I would say though is I wonder after quarantine, are people now going to say, you know what, I didn't get dressed up for dinner or to go on a date or uh, to go to an event for the last three, four, five months. 
So maybe right. now they see it as more of a something they want to do. So I'm sort of hoping we're going to get to it and the trends are going to going to move along a little bit and be a little bit more um, refined as opposed to street style. <laughs> Streetwear and then your uh, your favorite uh, athletic wear, athletic wear, whatever they call it. <laughs> it, it, it gives me a headache and, and you know, I wonder how much you guys see it or you. I, I know being sort of in the Midwest and, and traveling back and forth, you know, you have a really great view of what people are doing. Mm -hmm. I have to say that if I see one more person in athleisure, I could just kick them. Like I, you know, I get it. I, I get you want to be comfortable, but our parents were comfortable in, in great slacks or a dress or shorts or, or yeah. whatever it was. You know, our grandparents were, were taught to always be dressed well. Uh, and I think people get the wrong impression when I say that, that I, I, I'm speaking about it socioeconomically. I'm not. I think that, you know, you can have $20 to spend on an outfit and you, and you can go and get a great pair of jeans at H&M mm -hmm. and a t-shirt and still look a little bit more put together. I I don't know. It's one of those trends I, I wish would stay at the gym or, you know, you're going to boot camp or now you're working out outside. Awesome. Do it. Then go home and change and put some decent clothes on. Right. Our business is attached to a gym. So we constantly see the yoga pants and, you know, in a college, it's a college town, more of a college city here. So constant casual athletic wear and yoga pants and I mean, again, like we get it, but it's sort of, I don't know. And I, I, I mean, you know, I was saying this yeah. long before COVID, so I'm not, I can't even use that as my excuse. <laughs> no, I think we, we have forgotten, particularly in this country, uh, you know, we have forgotten what it means to be dressed well and what it portrays mm -hmm. for us. So mm -hmm. you know, we've always learned dress for the job you want. But why not dress because you're proud that you take care of your body or that you love an outfit uh, or you're a new mother and you're, you know, taking your little one out and you want to say, you know what, I want to look good for me. Uh, right. I think it's been lost. And then on the side of going out, you know, what do we see all the time? We see young women. Uh, and I guess I say this as a gay man, so but we see it in the gay world, too. But, you know, you see young women, their hair and makeup is done. They're in mm -hmm. a great outfit, maybe heels, maybe not. And then you see a guy, not you, because you're beautifully dressed, but then you see a guy in a dirty T-shirt or a wrinkled T-shirt and like two <laughs> trainers. And I'm like, come on, you, like, mm -hmm. you want her to be dressed well. Why don't you do the same for not only for yourself, but also do it for your partner or your date or who knows, maybe you're going out with your mother, but do it just as a, a respect thing. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, how many people look forward to getting dressed up now since they haven't had the opportunity to. That was well put because if things eventually, when they do open back up, going to a concert or going to a play, um, whatever it might be, hopefully people will take the advantage of dressing up <laughs> and not go in sweatpants with no pockets. <laughs> It's like when you fly and you see the wrong person always in the juicy couture, like jogging suit. And I'm like, please, just the whole world doesn't need to see everything. And by the way, you're probably a little too old for this. So let's just let's put it to the side for a while. That's the funniest. Or that's the worst, I guess, is flying. I know I like being comfortable when I fly too. I'll, I'll wear maybe some sweat sometimes. I'm guilty of it. Um, but there's some people that take it to the extreme as far as being comfortable. <laughs> uh, yes. My, my favorite is people that actually bring a change of clothes and they'll literally change when they land. So when I fly internationally, uh -huh. I make a change of clothes, mm -hmm. but because I, unfortunately I don't sleep when I fly. So I'm that uh -huh. 
person who's up in the middle of the night on the flight, probably talking to the flight attendants or hopefully somebody's yeah. flying with me that I can harass. But I do take a change of clothes because often what happens is when I land is I am going right to a meeting. I have to go and see a client or, or I'm popping to an event. So I I have been guilty of, of changing before we land and like freshening my face and like putting myself together. But uh, and because I like to be comfortable, but I also like I don't want to come on the plane in, in a pair of running pants and a t-shirt. That's just my personal thing. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, I guess I think you can be comfortable but still have a little bit of style. Like the way that you mm. do a running suit or a jogger is very fashionable. You have the cool t-shirt on, Nick. You have the cool little zippy and the cool shoes. So it's you kind of bring style to it. And I think some people sometimes forget that you can still be comfortable but look look appropriate yeah be casual but still stylish 100%. yeah well and in that scenario as well you're going um you know to another country which is usually a few time zones ahead or behind whatever the case may be so by the time you land for that meeting it's you know you left early in the morning and it's afternoon by the time you get there or evening so you have to be ready for that well, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing that we do, you know, you and I speak about design, about fashion, about etiquette. And one of the etiquette things, I think that the rules that's been forgotten is, is you know, when you travel to another country, not only should you be respectful of the language, you need to be respectful of the culture that you're going into. And so right. if you want to, as an example, for me going to an Asian country, I'm very aware that the gentlemen often are very well dressed and in suiting, uh, as are women, and, and you know they're they're sort of changing in and out as they go. And so, if I'm going to a meeting, I don't think I want to show. I mean, I know that I don't want to show up in a, in a t-shirt that I've been flying in, or a button down, uh, and a pair of jeans I've been in all day because you know it's it's. I just want to be respectful and say I'm here for you. Uh, let me respect your culture and, and what's important within it. Right. Um, have you seen the new face mask ad recently? I saw it and I thought about you. Wait, no. Which uh, one? It's pretty clever. I really like it. Do I need a little push up mask? <laughs> no, no, no. So it's, you know, we all have to mandatory wear a face mask and everybody has their own unique style and they want to show their style um, or personality in their face mask. So um, a lot of custom face masks are being sold. Um, so nobody's really, I mean, a lot of people aren't doing the, you know, stock black or blue face mask. Uh, people have like bejeweled face masks. They have mascot logos, sports teams, you name it, it's out there. So the commercial has like face masks and it's just switching in between all different kinds of face masks, zebra stripes, you know, patterns, lo you know, logos. And it says at the end, it says something about Oh, showing your style or showing your personality in a face mask says a lot about you and it shows no face mask and it says not wearing a face mask shows even more about your personality or something like that shows even more about you so i was like that's really interesting you know it's it's I guess the fashion person in me tries to block it out a little bit. And listen, there's plenty of arguments about that. Uh, you know, I think being a, a person in fashion, I, I often have to keep some of my my own opinions to myself. Uh, but some of these masks, I don't know, with the spikes all over it or, or <laughs> the fake logo, you know, we, we live in a world of fashion where, you know, knocking things off is, is really now becoming much more illegal than it used to be because now you know we do see that the authorities are going after these manufacturers and so here in the city i see like the lv ones or the gucci ones or people being say, like yep. oh this is authentic and i'm like 
but it's not because none of the fashion houses, major fashion houses, yeah, have yeah. produced masks simply because they know not only it's sort of cost prohibitive. I mean, you know, are there people who will pay $400 for a face mask? Yeah, I'm sure that there are, you know, much like we would we would buy an expensive handbag or a, a pair of, you know, trainers or, or shoes. Uh, but the minute that they start doing that, it's going to be knocked off, you know, on even a higher level. And I think it's just going to inundate the market with a bunch of junk because again, we don't know how is it being made. Uh, is it really covering you in a way that it should be um, right. being in a made in a country that you may or may not approve of? You know, everybody has their own their own things. But that in, that commercial now, I kind of want to see it because I, yeah, no, I, you know, we again, I can't speak to where you are, but in New York, we have a lot of people who who think we need to be going about our lives and, and not wearing them. And, and they're not, you know, they're people who are top of industries and, and people who are the middle of the industry and, and people who are at the bottom and, and everybody in between. So it's interesting, you know, like when I go to Central Park, I try to go almost every day, I try to go for a 10, 10 mile walk or run. Lately, mm -hmm. it's my walk, because let's just call it, I've gotten lazy during COVID. Uh, and you really see a lot of people who are balking against it. Yeah. Uh, and the truth is, I don't always wear a mask, but I do always make sure I respect somebody else's space and, and I'm probably more than six feet away from it. But we've been friends a long time. You know me, I'm a little OCD anyway. So I sort of stay yeah. away from people in general. I'm like, I'm good. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, I don't know. I think, you know, we're gonna see in fashion, if people can show that they have the respect, maybe not everybody's gonna feel that they need to always have a mask on. And, and hopefully the averse of that is, is that we see that there's not an uptick in cases for anybody or you know anything could come. So it's, a, it's an interesting trend to watch and, and certainly as we go into fall. Yeah, it is. Um, it's interesting because the CDC just put out a press release saying that studies are now showing that COVID can't be um, spread um, from surface contact as nearly as much as they thought before. Um, it's pretty much gone shortly after it reaches contact with the surface. Um, so all the sanitizing wiping we've been doing wasn't necessary. It's, it's, I mean, still good to do as you and I both are OCD and 100%. yeah, very, um, clean. Um, they said that it's basically spread through the air through sneezing and coughing and so that's why they say it's more important to wear the mask than it is to wipe stuff down now um so they just released that not too long ago but you know it's sort of interesting to think like why why weren't we a little bit more careful and why weren't we just simply aware you know be smart mm -hmm. and i think you know it's it's much like with fashion you know you have to be aware and smart of the trends and and are they appropriate for society? Are they yeah. offending anybody? Uh, you know, all of these things that really now people are thinking about in a, in a new way. Yeah. I just thought it was a clever way for the ad to show fashion and the topic of face masks, COVID and all that stuff. And it was just a very interesting uh, statement, I guess, with that, uh -huh. what you were saying, which was cool. Because a lot of people love to show their personality through their face mask now, since it's almost become an accessory. I mean, you see people with like chandeliers hanging down off their face. So I saw one the other day that was like somebody had glued, I guess it must have been hair extensions because I looked a little bit quickly <laughs> to be fair, but it was like they had put their mustache and this thing on. And at first I was like, oh, he has a great beard. And then I was like, oh no, that's his mask. And it was, you know. Oh, that's kind of like, clever. It's a little clever. You know, I, I think about what is the Instagram account, the gay beards, the two guys who 
I mean, have built a massive following and they do have long beards and they do all these amazing designs and photo shoots. And I thought maybe they're missing out on something. Somebody needs to get to it. Other than yeah. maybe putting our million dollar idea away uh, and get to it and, and design it. But it's, it's the downfall to all of it is and in, in what I hope sort of comes of masks and fashion figures it out is, you know, we no longer see the inflection of people. We don't necessarily see their emotion. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I was on the subway the other day and there was a very cute child sitting across from me and the mother must have thought I was giving her a dirty look and I thought, geez, I don't think I look that like mean from my eyes up. And when she was getting off the train, I said, oh my God, your child's so cute. And she said, oh, thank you. Like, I thought you were, you know, you had a scowl on because she was being loud. And I was like, no. And it really set into me in that moment, you know, how is fashion going to address this too? Like how, if we do need to keep wearing them or if that's the mandate, whatever, you know, comes for us, how do we now thinking about going into fall and, and particularly holiday seasons that picks up, the Jewish holidays are coming, everybody's holidays are coming up, you know, how can you be wearing it and not have people, you know, people feel that nobody's in the spirit or that nobody's in a good mood. You know, it's an interesting juxtaposition to see what's going to happen and how fashion creates something that still allows for protection and expression but you know we get to see it in a greater way yeah i get exactly what you're saying because i found myself at the store the other day um and the greeter um i, I want to say it was sam's club or, or costco i was at um and as i was leaving you know she was like thanks thank you for shopping with us you know the greeters that say things and i found myself because you smile with your eyes they say I so, if I know. Well, that's the thing. So I found myself like you can smirk or smile, but it won't show in your eyes as well. And, in, and if you're wearing a mask, it doesn't show at all. So what I, I found myself walking out the door when she said, thank you, I found myself almost extremely smiling with my eyes more as much as I could just to show that expression. It's, and it was hard. It was very hard. And I found myself just going over the top with it because I was covered up and so Listen, I, like, I squinted enough so that she could see me smiling. <laughs> here's my two problems. One, I think I don't smile. Also, I have a lot of Botox. Come on. Like, I only. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your next podcast should be like, we need a new introduction to smizing. Like, do a whole course on it to get people to be able to, to do it. But it is, you know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I think as a fashion person, you know, I love the expression of fashion and, and, how it changes your personality, how it mm -hmm. changes your posture, what you're doing and, and so on. Uh, again, I wonder how this is gonna play out with masks. And certainly as it gets colder, you know, right now we are in uh, uh, button down shirts, t-shirts, uh, uh, tank tops, whatever it is for the season, you know, what's gonna happen when we're suddenly all bundled up to here and then have a face mask up to here, you know, mm -hmm. we're gonna sort of be completely blocked out uh, and are people going to then is it going to affect the mood uh, of a city, of a town, of a group, whatever it is, uh, in a more negative way? You know, I think now people are so tuned into their emotions and, and feeling a certain way after being at home or, or certainly I think about you and Cena all the time having this little one around and I think, oh my God, I can't believe parents haven't run away from home by this point, you know, mm -hmm. being at home that much with a little one. But, and I, I say that with, you know, due respect, but it's sort of like, you know, moods have changed and, and mm -hmm. emotions have changed. So now how do we, I think as fashion people, we have a, a, 
we should have a want to create things that that still make people feel good and allow that expression. Yeah, we've been fortunate enough to kind of almost go back to normal here in the Midwest. You know, it's not we're not on lockdown like you guys are uh, or California. Um, so we've been fortunate enough to be able to get out of the house and, and go to stores and shops and do what we kind of need to do. Um, I mean, it's still prevent present obviously you can't go to movie theaters as much and other things bars and stuff are kind of very very limited restaurants are same way um how many fashion designers do you think are sitting at home right now and have like a whole line set up <laughs> so okay so i follow several of them on instagram mm -hmm. uh i'm sure as do you and so so like the designers from oscar de la renta uh, uh john barbados other people so they within reason have been working right along but again i think that maybe speaks to the creative Mm -hmm. uh, or people in the creative industry, excuse me, because the fact is, is I think we are always working on something. Um, and I think we've also all had previously adapted to partially working from home because the fact is like, you know, for me as a clock, when a client calls, uh, it could be 11 o'clock at night and I might be home or I could be out to dinner with you. And, and so suddenly my mind is thinking, how do you put this together? So I think in terms of these designers, uh, whereas maybe they weren't putting as much social media out or as much press out because you know we were adjusting and and everybody sort of wants to be very aware of what's happening and not tone deaf uh if they can avoid it um you know i think they've been designing these collections and again like we're yeah. going to fashion week next week like they better have a collection ready because the fact is is that the press is going to be looking towards it uh you know all of the magazines are still pumping out covers and editorials and so it's sort of Yes, we've adjusted, but how now do you put out that collection? Um, but you know, mm -hmm. I think for them, it's an exciting new way to introduce collections and, and collaborate with different other talents, I think in different industries. Uh, but we'll see what comes. It'll be very mm -hmm. interesting to see how New York really sets the pace in the next couple of weeks in terms of fashion and designers putting out their, their amazing collections. Right, because I figured some of the designers, uh, not the top, top top designers but some of the up-and-comers some of the um you know second tier designers that are going to the top um being on lockdown they have more time to sit there and sketch and come up with their designs and create the patterns and you know get all the stuff ready um to launch it so it's going to be exciting to see what they come up with well and also nick i would say you know in the flip of that is and it's going to be funny coming for me the business side of that is also in that downtime you know whether or not people agree with with what's been going out and you know for unemployment the fact is is that a lot of people were making more money than they were at work you know with the extra mm -hmm. six dollars when we had it and so i think for some of these young hungry designers hopefully they're now taking that extra money and, and rather than going and buying a 70 inch tv they're saying you know what i am hungry uh meaning god forbid not literally hungry but hungry as a designer and right. and that money into their lines or uh into collaborations and saying how can we do it and then also with that i would say you know stores now as they're reassessing who are they selling what are they selling how are they selling uh i think are now being more open to these second tier designers as you said and saying you know what we should give them they have a small capsule collection of 10 to 20 pieces but we should give them the opportunity we shouldn't require that they have you know backstock of 10,000 pieces ready to go you know there are different ways to now do it 
uh, and introduce it within the stores. And of course, you know, for these designers, market online, uh, market on their social media. Mm-hmm. How are how are their demographics actually shopping? Um, so I think it's an exciting time for them. I'm really, you know, I speak at FIT, uh, and we're sort of waiting to see what, how this this school year will play out. But I'm excited to hear these kids, you know, tell me. I say kids, being much older than everybody, it seems, <laughs> uh, uh, and young people, I should say, you know, how are they going to do it, and what. What have they learned, as you said, during this? And are they sketching? Are they making their patterns? Are they ready to stand out in the street corner and say, you know what, I have these amazing designs. I want to sell them to you. I'm yeah. all for it. I will walk down every street corner through, uh, you know, through New York City to see every new designer show us something interesting and right. fun and collaborative. Right. And, and to your point, take that uh, little bit of extra money that they were able to make and reinvest it into the, their business themselves. Well, and I think we see right now, you know, there are uh, other loans and grants that have come available. And so hopefully, you know, these young people or people of any age, you could be 80 and creating a line. Right. Uh, you know, hopefully they're they're accessing the information uh, and seeing what is out there. And whereas before being, you know, school, work, design on the side, wanting to have a social life, maybe they have had this, this time to use those resources and say, wow, I can... Uh, apply for a b and c i'll get d and e how do i do it definitely but hopefully because we need a uh, positivity moving forward <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crazy year um when this is all over with um no more masks no covid <laughs> lockdown restrictions are gone yes where's the first place you travel go oh oh uh bali oh, bali okay Ooh. Okay, that's now I'm like, where's the reaction? That's your natural reaction, <laughs> Bali. There you go. It's, uh, wait, what about you? Where would you go? Uh, once we get off the list for the EU, <laughs> uh, we get put back on the list to travel to EU. Um, I'm going to London. So oh, we're supposed okay. to go this year, so it's going to have to be next year. That's a good answer. I love London. Listen, the mm-hmm. culture, the, the fashion, the art, the architecture, it's such a an inspirational place and the food and I mean just yeah. the watching um but no I think you know what I have again learned during COVID is finding new inspiration for myself um mm-hmm. and you know we were talking I know we talked a little bit about interior design and I'm always redesigning the apartment uh mm-hmm. what I do love now is is people are reimagining their spaces in a way that makes them happy. I think people often forget, they think I have an apartment. Uh, you know, it's a little different in the city than if you're living in, a, in suburbia or a larger mm-hmm. city where you're more spread out, like LA as an example. Uh, you know, people forget their apartments, in this case should be a comfortable space too, a respite for themselves. Uh, right. I have gone completely the other side. And although you can't tell from the art behind me, have now gone pretty mid-century. Uh, I'm, I'm finding the design of the pieces, the colors, uh, not only calming, but really clean and chic. Uh, And I think we're definitely seeing in Architectural Digest, uh, House Beautiful, House and Garden, um, even from amazing designers, you know, Jordan Carlyle is one of my favorite, favorite interior designers. And in fact, if I could have every space in the world designed by this man, I'm pretty sure that I would. It also doesn't hurt that he and his boyfriend are the most flawless looking men on the planet. But the truth is, uh, he is such an amazing designer and he's been, you know, he works across the board for his clients, but there's something 
so beautiful and serene about these spaces. And so I think in terms of interior design, I'm seeing a lot of people I notice on Instagram or on their Pinterest boards are saying, oh, I really want to create a space that feels fabulous to mm -hmm. me or feels great to me. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say somebody at your level with your talent to find inspiration in other, other people. It's, you know, I, I am surprised more people don't admit it. I mean, I, right. maybe I'm very wrong. I don't believe that anybody who is a creative doesn't find inspiration in other right. people and what they've done. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll jump back to fashion for a second, Nick, right? Like mm. you think about fashion comes back every 20 or 30 years. So now yeah. we're seeing, and I say- The 90s are in, Tommy Hilfiger's back. <laughs> Exactly what I was going to say. As a child who went through the 80s and the yeah. 90s, uh, you know, having really been born in the 70s, but really thinking, you know, and, and understanding a little bit more in the 80s and into the 90s, like it's sort of come full circle. And I, like, I was just looking at an ad for Todd Schneider today, and I think his, you know, his mentors, very cool transitional pieces. And mm -hmm. an email came today with like the new cargo running, you know, jogger. And I was like, oh, Love. Like we've already lived through this, but again, then I looked at it and I thought, oh no, it's kind of a cool look. Uh, mm -hmm. Would I do it again? No. I think when I was young and, and fresh, but what I would say is that in looking at it, I did get inspiration to think, okay, like what can I take in my wardrobe to sort of recreate that 90s look, but in right. a way that works for me being in my 40s. And I think that's part of like with the design, I think why people are afraid to admit that they look to other other people yeah. and, you know because they want to they want to say that they've come up with these fresh ideas completely original completely unique but it's like it's okay to be inspired by other people and, and use little pieces of those i mean you know, think about it we we watch tv we walk around we're in mm -hmm. the car we go shopping i mean you know i i see people all the time and i certainly do it i'm very guilty of touching things when i shop or looking at a color or as somebody walks by me looking at their outfit and thinking wow how cool is that outfit or oh that doesn't quite work but what could we change to make it work now don't worry i don't say that to them although maybe once in a while <laughs> it's funny to see because uh tommy hilfiger is coming back and guests you know came back for a little bit so all those 90s brands and labels you know are coming back and the styles are coming back which like you said, we lived through it. Um, but for the next generation, it's interesting to see them wearing it. Unfortunately, they think it's new. <laughs> um, some of them know, yeah, yeah, but uh, I know they know it's trendy um, and they know some of it came from the 90s, but they think it's original sometimes um, when it's really not, but it's still cool for them to be able to experience it as well, kind of like we did, so it's cool. A hundred percent. But you know, one thing that I've always said that's been missing in fashion is education to be like hey this was something from the 60s that that your well now grandparents i guess right or your great grandparents depending mm -hmm. uh wearing and this is why that shape was created and this is how it's evolved you know like you think mm -hmm. about the devil wears prada when miranda goes through about uh, cerulean blue and how it started <laughs> in the house and, you know drips down to macy's but that's really what does happen in fashion and design and, yeah. and art is you know it, it's conceptualized in one place and then suddenly it, it works its way through and evolves everything. all the way through yep yeah absolutely yep uh, it's also interesting like you said before with interior design um it's interesting how it took people being locked into their houses for a month to kind of create that environment for themselves and change the layout of their places. Some people are creating like art studios in their apartments and houses and 
utilizing spaces differently. So it's really cool to see, which I'm sure you have a ton of answers and options for people if they do need that help. <laughs> you know, I I have a few, I, I think as many of us do, you know, I, I think like my, my first tip is really, you have to think about where in your home and create that space that's going to function just as if you were in your office. Uh, you know, do you need to spend a fortune? No, but pull pieces that you already have in your home. Um, put up a shelf and put something behind you, uh, buy an interesting piece of art or add books behind you, you know, something visual. Um, and then on the fashion side, I am a believer in if you're working from home I, and you're in a professional, you know, sort of position, get dressed every day, make yourself mm -hmm. feel like you're going to work. I think it keeps you from becoming complacent, but makes you mm -hmm. feel good. And in that moment that God forbid you smell your, spell, I can't speak, spill your coffee. Clearly my coffee did not work this morning. Uh, you stand up and you're not in your undergarments or shorts with a, you know, a jacket and a shirt on, be dressed. Uh, and then other things, I think, you know, try to create a space in your house that you're genuinely going to go to every day. So if you do create that office space, that you really are going to work in it, not to say not to break it up, but, you know, make it as if you are going to work so that you really do feel that there's a little bit of separation, even though you're in the same right. space that you live. Um, and if you're blessed enough to have a lot of space, then great, create a, a larger office. But we know that that's not always the case. So, you know, it's it's for me, uh, I work at my desk a lot. I've changed up my computer today simply because I love looking out of my windows um, mm -hmm. onto my terrace and, and out on the cityscape. It's not necessarily great for Zoom calls. So I moved to a different place. Um, and even I'm guilty of it, like I could probably move it, but I just happen to enjoy looking outside. But again, every day when I'm working, I do go and sit down at that space and think, okay, like I love being here. I love sort of having the inspiration of, of seeing the sky change during the day or seeing it rain, uh, seeing the light come into the apartment and, and thinking about how it plays on different colors or, you know, uh, pieces of art or whatever, crystal, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what people should go after. And then, you know, don't be afraid to invest a little bit of money, but go, you know, go to Ikea. They have great pieces, uh, mix and match. You know, I, I am 100% high end to low end. So I think you could have a very cool uh, desk from a, a secondhand shop like Housing Works. And then you could find some really cool vases at Ikea or at Target or, uh, uh, any of these places, you know, that we have around and, and sort of mix and match. And again, take things from your own apartment. We all have extra things, mostly, you know, or, or things we can reimagine and, and don't repurpose. be able to grab them and repurpose them 100%. Yeah. Hmm. How are they doing the fashion show? Are they doing digital online so or are they actually going to have a runway? That they're going to be, it seems that most of them, sorry, are going to be digital. Um, and then in terms of like the VMAs last night, what they're going to be doing is sort of like socially distance and green screening some of them. So it's mm. very, again, interesting. I don't know. Like, you know, I think about fashion and I don't know if you watched the VMAs last night, but I was like, dear God, mm. like, first of all, I found it a little bit tone deaf. You know, I think <laughs> we live in a time when maybe we could have, we should be canceling these award shows not that people shouldn't have something fun and interesting to watch, but I, I, I there's something, it's like when the economy crashed, right? And and so everybody with money was told, don't wear your good jewelry, get rid of your Mercedes and get a, 
a Toyota, whatever it was, because you don't want to appear that you don't understand what's happening. And so with these award shows, I sort of wonder the same thing. Uh, and then I saw the fashion last night. I was like, are you all drunk? Like, did you hit your head? Like, forgive me, but Lady Gaga, like what in the world? Like you, you took tinfoil and made a dress and put a ridiculous face mask on to accept, accept, excuse me, an award in front of a green screen. No, no I didn't. I didn't see. Oh, you have to see my love. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. So she oh. didn't wear her raw beef dress? No, I'm surprised she didn't bring it back out because it <laughs> she, she's she's creating her own barbecue that she wears. She wears the meat and then the tinfoil to cook the meat. That's it. She made her own barbecue. Oh, you've got it. Next, she'll be wearing like um, tree bark, which yeah, is like the real. kindle that you cook the fire. Yeah, she's gonna light the fire and then put the tinfoil, put the beef in it, and cook it. And then I, she's super talented, but um, yeah, I just you know love the is, joke. I think some of these artists get lost in like i always say i remember i first saw her at la live uh what was that the monster monster tour monster ball i guess whatever the name of it was excuse me mm -hmm. and i went and i paid an ungodly amount of money for tickets and i took my friends i mean i knew going into it whatever can i tell you i left after 15 minutes i couldn't decide if i was at a bad rave a dance <laughs> exposition a really weird fashion show or at a concert and I was like I'm good like I there was nothing about it that I enjoyed and not to to say that she's not talented she's a talented she's a very talented young woman mm -hmm. but stop being a character of your talent go out and be Elton John who can sit at a piano and just sing mm -hmm. uh, or you know create I don't know I think she could create it in a version that would be so much more a showcase of how great she is instead of you think you're watching a, an anime, you know, movie, um, but that's just my my opinion. Too. Without so, all the theatrics, it would it would uh, showcase her talent more. Is what you're saying, absolutely. right? Uh, my favorite <laughs> look up Patrice O'Neill talks about Lady Gaga and thank me later. <laughs> oh my God, is that what I'm gonna be laughing about all night? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Just uh, I'll even send you the link when we're done here, hey, but. Patrice O'Neill, one of my favorite comedians, unfortunately passed away. Uh, but he has a little skit where he's talking on the on radio show about Lady Gaga because she goes up to accept accept an award, or no, she's doing something for a concert and she makes this, you know, political statement and then she starts singing, and Patrice O'Neill just goes off, <laughs> and it's funny. All right, Colin. Well, I appreciate you joining today, bud. Um, it's going to be linked down below. Everything's there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow him. Like, so anybody that needs some interior designing, uh, stylist, fashion, you name it, Colin does it. Um, and if you need any advice, just reach out to him. Colin is very open, very warm, very accepting. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, bud.